This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Rise for Wheeler. Wheeler across the line. Wheeler with the middle for Shifley moving in and a backhand shot. Stopped by Brossois. And then Shifley crashes into the back wall. A little slow to get up. He was slow to get up. And then he was slow to attempt to take a slap shot. And then he left the ice with what appeared to be a shoulder injury. And I think we all died a little bit inside because, (laughs) and I say that only half joking because another one, another blow to the Jets lineup. Derek Taylor for Cam Poitras. He is Jim Toth. You are with us at 204-780-6868. Your text. Terry has one for us that I will definitely hit up a little later on. So much we need to talk about. Jets falling 4-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights. They got back to 3-2, and then the empty netter would do them in. Oakbank's finest with two goals. Brett Howden doing it to his hometown province. But the Jets are down 3-1, Jim, and I am searching for any silver lining, and I don't know if I've seen one quite yet. It's early. But I don't know that I've seen one yet. Well, the silver lining is like they're in this series. They're in and around it. But the reason it's not a silver lining, and you can let us know at 780-6868, is with this core, I think the fans have had enough of that silver lining. Like just they're good enough, but can they get over the hump? And I think that's valid. Um, we're going to dissect it and get into it and everything else. Uh I people who listen to this show for over a year now know how I feel about injuries. Don't tell me every team has injuries. Injuries matter. I'm not trying to make an excuse, but take two of your top six and your number one D man out of any team, and that's a problem. Yeah, they're they're pooch. And for that's, everybody that's who looks at me and says, "Well, Tampa Bay did it without Steven Stamkos," very true. But did they do it without Stamkos, Kucherov, and Hedman? Yeah, every team has injuries, but the degree to which it affects a team in the course of a season can dramatically differ. But I'm even sorry that I started this way because my point to this is, is, look, they're in this series. They won the first one 5-1. They lost the second one 5-2. Fair enough. They come back here. They get it to overtime and lose on a bad bounce in double overtime. Last night, they lose 4-2, but it's a one-goal game on bad bounces and deflections. Yep. But they're they're not good enough to make the difference. They're they're not getting over that hump. They're not putting enough shots on a career backup goalie that to me in three of the four games has looked real shaky. The problem is he's not seeing 35 to 40 shots and rebounds. So that and this is the sentiment I'm getting, but this is also the sentiment when I was leaving Canada Life Center last night that Jets fans even if legitimate, don't want any more excuses with this group. No, we've had enough. They've, right? It's been 2018, and you've had 2019, 2020, 2021, 22, and now 23 to go on a run, to, to get out and, and make a difference. And I know they went to the second round against Montreal, but they didn't even make that a six-game series. And Shifley was suspended. And, and, I mean, it is bad luck. You go back to the bubble against Calgary, Line A and Shifley go down in the first two periods of the series. Yeah. And, again, do you have enough to win a series? They didn't. Okay, so you learn from that, and you understand how to play without injuries. Um, 
it's a legitimate excuse. You can't take two top six players, and I'll argue three with Perfetti. If if he's not in the top six, he's on the third. But you have some some high-end offense out of your lineup. Yep. And the problem is, is up until last night's injury with Mark Shifley, he's been basically invisible. And that's why I think, and I'm a, and I don't like. I'm not here to voice what fans tell me. I'm here to voice my own opinion and hear what the fans are saying. And my opinion is sliding that way too. That this is enough with the core. Like you, you've had five to six years to win a series, to win a second series, and move on. Yeah. And you just, it's, it doesn't. Again, on paper, to me, it looks really good. But it, paper doesn't mean anything after five to six seasons. Yeah, I was just I was reading uh, Murata Tesh's in the in the Athletic, and hey, uh, Mark Shifley with the Achilles. Mark Shifley loses his head and and KOs Jake Evans and gets suspended. Now Shifley's hurt again. All bad luck pieces, but which would mean more if Shifley last night before getting injured had six points in four games and was helping this team win. If if he had if anybody had been a sniff of a Leon Dreisaitl who's been on goal on ice for all fourteen goals in the Oilers series, right? There's there's just there's not that even with even if everything had been perfect, do they have the horses to run with Vegas for seven games? And I I don't know that they do, but they've lost to Shifley. We should hear from Pierre Luc Dubois and a little later Blake Wheeler just on what it means and where they go from here. You know, we've been, we've been without uh, key players at a lot of moments, so it's not something you want to see. He's a great player. Um, he's huge for our team, um, but we got to have that next guy up mentality, and you know we stayed in it. We gave ourselves a good opportunity. Unfortunately, just didn't win. We were first in the West. We had a bunch of guys injured. You know, anything's possible, and we can't be thinking about you know getting three wins or two or three more wins here. We got to just think about the next game and, and how we can get that next one. You know, we have. We have what it takes. We have good forwards. We have good D's, and, and in my mind, we have the best goalie in the NHL. Bad luck. I don't know. Uh, whatever you want to call it, but it's not something we can really dwell on. You know, we we got to focus on uh, the bodies we have available, and we feel like we have enough to win win on Thursday. And we'd, we'd really like to have the guys that, that aren't able to go. Uh, but like I said, you know, we believe in the group we got uh, that we'll we'll go out there on Thursday, and we're gonna fight like hell. Blake Wheeler wrapping it up there. Uh, first up, was it should it have been a penalty? They hit that set Shifley into the boards as he's steaming down the ice. No, I, I I thought maybe at first, but he's making a save. He put his leg out and made a save, and Shifley ran into it. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I'd seen I mean, it on social media last night. Hey, this is how do they not call this? This yeah. is objectionable. It gets him hurt. I mean, look, there's two things that happened last night. That. That's not a penalty in my mind because he put his leg out to make a save. Now, if Shifley puts the puck to the other side and he sticks his leg, like Brassois made the save, so it's not a trip. He moved his way into harm's way of Shifley to mm. make the save and made the save. If he doesn't make the save, that's a trip. If Shifley misses the net and Brassois doesn't make the save, that's a trip. But when you go out that way and make a save, that's the save. Yeah. And if you collide, you collide. The other one, the Pierre-Luc Dubois, that's a penalty. I'm sorry, but that's the second time he's missed the body check. So in two games that he stuck his knee up and those are legitimate penalties, not harping on it, but those are penalties. And everybody knows how I feel about officiating in the national hockey league at this level. It's at this really point. rough. This it's so far. really rough Ooh. and bad, but those are legitimate penalties. The one in overtime on stone was a penalty. And so was the one on Jack Eichel last night. Yeah. And you can't do that. That's four minors in two games from Pierre-Luc Dubois. And he's the guy. I mean, 
Shifley is what Shifley is. Dubois is, is he the straw that stirs the drink at this point among yeah. those forwards, right? Well, and, and here's here's the thing. So why I started this way is this is how you erase that that's enough, is you win this series. As improbable as it is, if you want to erase that it's been five to six years, the core, the core's been added to, the core's been made better, but the, the guys we're talking about – Ted Wyman has an excellent piece in the Winnipeg Sun today that says injuries aren't derailing this this playoff series. Inconsistency are. And inconsistency has derailed this team for five seasons. They have yet to put together a 50-60 to win season where they play consistently and dominate the way on paper this team should. So the way you erase that, Derek, is you go down to Vegas, and as Blake Wheeler said, you win one game. Yep. And, don't, and you're going to tell me there's no Ehlers. There's no, maybe Ehlers. We don't know. I doubt it. No Shifley. I don't doubt that at all. I don't think Shifley plays on Thursday. He might later looked, on in this series. It looked bad. But he's not playing again and no Morrissey. But with Kyle Connor and with Pierre-Luc Dubois and if Blake Wheeler can have another game like he did last night and you have Brendan Dillon and Neil Pionk and Nate Schmidt playing like they are and Logan Stanley who look good and you get Connor Hellebuck to steal you a game which he hasn't done yet, Yep. you come back here for game six. And if you come back here for game six, and then you may get Ehlers back, who knows, but there are ways you can still win this series. But that will erase everything about what I heard from fans last night is excuses, injuries, these guys this, these guys that, that's not. It's just, And I'm on board with that. At the end of the season, they've got to get out of a round or two and do some damage because not just because of the contracts, but it's been enough. You guys have been together for six to seven years and you're really good, but you're not getting it done. Here's my fear for the end of the season. We heard it in the clips right there in January. We were in first place. I'm, I'm afraid that that is going to be the basis for, you know what? We just need to be more consistent next season. Let's do it again. When, well, when no. we were we were in first place on January 22nd, we have the horses. Well, it's an 82 but and not a 50. Fans have been hearing, right? We're in first yeah. place in January. We went to a Western Conference final in 2018. We blew two, three uh, leads in, in five minutes or less to go against St. Louis and got knocked on the first. We swept Edmonton, but then got swept by Montreal. Yep. I get it all, but package all that up. Package it all up. And now your seventh year, and that's when you get over the hump. You use all of that. You use the 2018. You use this loss to St. Louis. You lose the sweep of the Oilers, but swept by Montreal. You lose the suspension. You lose that we had two injuries in the bubble against Calgary. You package all that up, and you call that experience that gets you to the next level. And that's why I took them to take this this series this year. And I still think they're in it, like I said. That du- look, if they win that double overtime game and it's 2 2 and you lose Shifley, but it's not. And that's the point and I'm making didn't. is, and, and, and yeah. I'm being honest here, that was a bad bounce and double overtime cost in the game. Yep. They won game one in, in excellent fashion, but that's the inconsistency, right? That's the, you can only run it back so long. And, I, and I'm for running it back. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the guy after three years or four years to go blow this up because I understand how contracts work, players in their prime, everything like that. But this is changing whether they go to the Stanley Cup final or not this year because of the contracts. For sure. 
And that's another reason why I'm kind of like you bottle up all these past five to six years experiences. And when you get into a game and you're down three, one and you find ways to win, or you're down three, four, one, and you tie the game and go to overtime, you find ways to win those games because of the experiences. Yeah. So I, again, I don't think it's over by any means, but the way you alleviate all of that is you win this series down three, one, it would be great, but Vegas is the top seed. Vegas can score in a lot of ways, and Jack Eichel looks they, really good. Do they look like the best team in the West? Not to me. And I'm not trying to discredit them. They play a very good 60-minute system. And who, when it was 3-1, that team changed. Who does yesterday. look like the best team in the West? One of Edmonton or L.A.? Because Colorado ain't it. Say Seattle ain't it. Um, right now, who looks like the best in the West is Edmonton and L.A. Yeah. I like them to take out Vegas in five games. Interesting. Because Vegas really was had a slow first 85, 90 minutes in the series. And since then, it's been, yeah. it's been and all I right. Just, and Bressois maybe we got to go to break. Yeah. Bressois may be we'll shaky. We'll talk about him. Yeah, we'll, we absolutely will. We'll talk about what do they do if Shifley can't play and uh, neither Toth or I expect him to play. What do they do if he can't play? Who's going where and what? And we'll take your text. When we return, it's Jets at noon on 680 CJLB. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. The two-man advantage with Jeff Braun now. Jeff Braun, are you a Simpsons guy? Uh, up until the year 2000, maybe. You know, the, the first decade. You I'm remember, that guy. You remember when they accidentally printed the 13-month calendars and Homer walks in going, lousy, smarch That's weather? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any amalgam of winter and spring for this nonsense that we're calling the weather here in late April? Is there is there anything that you've been you're the news guy, so you have CP style. What do you got? What do you got for us? Oh my God! What would I call this? Sprinter, sprinter, win, um, winting. Like it's it's just it's terrible. I'm a, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> winting. The, the minus summer. Oh, okay. I think we're working negative with July or something like that. Oh, this is just interminable. <laughs> um, you mentioned CP style. When you two were in journalism school, did you have to take that CP writing class, Canadian press writing? But you had to score like an eighty and everything. You couldn't like get a seventy-eight. We were handed the book, and we all got a passing grade. <laughs> said, read it if you like to. Just make sure you pay double for this. Because I had to do those makeup exams because I got 78 on one, and they're like, sorry, you need 80. You got one more chance. Oh, like, oh man. The only writing they were concerned about with me was uh, my signature at the bottom of the tuition check. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pay to play. You took broadcasting in a guy's basement? <laughs> Jeff Braun delivered the news all afternoon long That's here. your two-man advantage with Jeff Braun. 680-CJOB-204. 6868 for your text. Terry. Oh, Terry. Told you last Friday, guys, that the history was going to repeat itself. Jets won the first game like 2018, then lost four straight. Uh, this was a mediocre team that achieved some early success. It goes on. At least the True North office, this is the line, at least the True North office won't have to endure the extra work of planning another street party. Boom from Terry on the text line. That is savage. But Terry, uh, if you came into this believing they're a mediocre team, you could absolutely think they're down 3-1. That could confirm that. Uh, Chris, is Vegas not overwhelming us, just wearing us down? And we always seem to be chasing with the exception of game number one. They're winning the war of uh, the attrition, the war of attrition uh, as well. Gord, say what you want. This lineup not built to win in the playoffs, undersized and overrated. See you next year. 
204-780-6800. People are intense. Like last night I heard the fire, and we're getting in the text line too, fire shovel day off, fire shovel day off, fire shovel day off. So um, I I don't know. Like I, To me, it's the players. I mean, shovel day off makes them play great in game one, and then game two doesn't. Shovel day off makes them come back from a 4-1 loss, but when, they're, when it's 4-4, he didn't do that. Like, he put yeah. the team together, I'll, and the team isn't consi- consistent. If you want to be well, consistent, to me, that's a player. Or is that the coach that he hired or the players that he drafted or, right? If you if you want to, you could put this back in the gym. That's more conversation for you and Cam, you know, after yeah, th- Thursday, I, Friday, like, if it's over, so I'll let you just have it now. But, I mean, it's it's I get the fever around this because it's been a long – that's what I started the show with. It's been such a long time coming. Whether you like what Shevel Dayoff has done by keeping this core together or you don't, the bottom line is this core has been a long time coming. Ehlers, Connor, Shifley, Wheeler, Morrissey, Hellebuck. It goes on. It's been a long time coming for this core of seven or eight players. Lowry. And that's your core, right? That's how you build a team. You get your your six to seven guys that you build around and you try to augment around and, and do things. And... Um, I get it. Like, and and I'm my point to this is is for everybody who calls me a, a shovel day off defender or whatever. I'm I'm not that. I just it doesn't happen every year, and it doesn't happen when you put it together. You have five to six, maybe seven years of building around your core to make something happen, but the inconsistency of where of the way these guys play, not shovel day off, the way these guys play, their inconsistency. That's that's a run. Like you're at the end of it here, right? Not just because of the contracts in the off season, but you haven't gotten over the hump. Who picked the players, though? Shovel day off. Who picked the coach that is guiding them and unable Shovel to? Shovel day off. But but hear me now. <laughs> Believe me later. Believe me later. Three months into the season, Shovel day off the smartest man on the planet. Or are the or are the players playing good and consistent? I don't think that matters. Is Rick Bonus the coach of the year long. three months in? He absolutely was. So what changed? Well, Rick they, Bonus became a bad coach, and Kevin Sheldayoff became a bad GM. Regression to the mean. They were dramatically outperforming in the on? first three months. Of the history. Why? Wait a minute. They were. They were. Their this results. is good. Wait a minute. Why were they dramatically overperforming? They consistently shown for three months the way they can play, and then the players get really lazy, inconsistent, and don't play well. They scored goals at an outsized rate to how they were actually performing. This is a team that doesn't convert high-danger chances, and yet they were the first three months of the season. That stuff regresses and become normalizes over the course of an 82-game season, Why can't this, and they finish eighth. This team can't convert high-danger chances because they're not creating high-danger chances anymore. They're not going to the net anymore. I would wager they're probably, well, I'd have to see in the playoffs, but I I have the screen up in front of me from Hockey Reference. In my mind, this brings us to the Bressois talk of, (laughs) it's Lauren Bressois. Put 40 shots on him. Yeah. Why are you shooting 17? And give give Vegas credit. They blocked the most shots. I think they had 60-some, 5 or 68 last night, the Jets. 20-some were blocked. A lot of them didn't get, I get that. But, like, the first goal for the Vegas Golden Knights, Mason Appleton has the puck behind the net. He's skating backwards, and when he gets to the red line of the goal line and he puts it back to the point, put that on net and let chaos ensue. 
You got Lowry crashing the net. You got Bear in there. Put it on net. You put it back to the point. It's a turnover. It goes the other way, and Howden buries his own rebound real quick. Yeah. Put that puck on the net. It's Lauren Brassois. <laughs> and no disrespect to Lauren. I, I, he's a good goalie. But he's looked shaky in three of these four games. Yeah. What has Rick Bonus been saying since Christmas? Shoot we the need, puck. Stop passing shoot the, the puck. puck. Shoot the puck. Stop passing it. Greasy goals. Go to the net. So please, people, don't tell me that Chevaldeoff's a bad GM, and don't tell me that I'm not. And I'm not saying maybe it is time for the GM to go. Fair enough. But it's not one of these players hasn't shown me what they can do consistently, and then when they don't, why they don't. The question I will I will just rhetorically throw this out there. Uh, because again, you you and Cam will discuss this whenever the season's over. Hopefully, it's after a, an extended run. What has Shevel Dayoff done that would not have had him? Fu- what has he done that that would have allowed him to keep his job in any other market with he's, any other team? He's rhetorical. He, oh, sorry. <laughs> you guys okay. will discuss that. We yeah, gotta yeah. hit the game. And Kelly's got some news of the day. Just on high danger chances, they had one extra per game this season, but they converted them about two percentage points less than the league average. So they were about 20% worse than the league average at converting those high danger chances, but they got them during the season. So those go in early. You look good. But they it, don't go in because you regress to the mean. But isn't and, that work? Like, like if you want to talk about, well, the regress the puck. To, if you want to talk to the regress to the mean, then that means they're just shooting the puck, going to the net and not changing the way they play. And they regress to the mean. But when they change the way they play and regress, that well, tells me why they regress. Regression is uh, Dylan Sandberg banks it off a guy's shin pad and you lose the game, right? That's exactly. those are the bounces that went in your yes. favor before that if, don't go. Look, on, they if, can't keep going in your if favor they were forever. Four checking like they did the first three months. If they were playing with pace and energy, going up and down the ice and defending like they were the first three months, and they regressed to the mean, I would say that's regression to the mean. But what I saw was they got really fancy. They started overpassing. The work ethic wasn't there. They got lazy. That's not regression of the mean to me. That's poor play. But when they were winning, they were still passing too much. Right? I don't that know was, about that. That was our beef in January. I Shoot don't know the about pu- that. They were in first place when bonus. How, how did Mark Scheifele rack up goals in the first two months? I, I it presume. wasn't sniping them from the outside. I presume he shot the puck pretty well. I mean, his, well. his shooting percentage, I don't think, was out outsized this year. I remember but, that. But, I mean, this is that. all for fodder. Like, there's a game Thursday. Oh, it was. He was 20% shooting this season. So, a little three points above his, his uh, career average. This from Kelly Moore. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers will skate tomorrow. Ooh. He skated before and not played. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Kelly says, Shifley is feeling better and is day-to-day. Uh, both Holm and Salmonen are on the trip, so not sure about David Riddick. But uh, Shifley is, this from Kelly Moore, Shifley is feeling better in his day-to-day. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers will skate tomorrow. So that, we hope there's some good news in there because uh, they're not overwhelmed with offensive options if Ehlers and Shifley and Josh Morrissey are unable to play. We hear from uh, Connor Hellebuck. Uh, today, as the, the Jets have two days now between their games, they'll go to Vegas for Thursday's contest. Here is uh, the, I almost said Bombers, here is the Jets star goalie. <laughs> What's your take on all the guys that have gone down with injury either before this series or now during this series? It just seems like quite the, the run of hard luck for you guys. Yeah, um, we haven't had great luck so far. So um, we've been playing pretty good, though, despite all our adversity. So... Um, I think now we've got to make sure our heads are right and 
you know, we're in for the grind and we're not out yet. And I mean, pretty sure the LA Kings were in a very similar scenario as us. So there's hope. And does it help knowing you guys have already won a game in their building, game one, and not that long ago, in fact? Yeah, at this point, you just take it one game at a time. We just need one. We don't need three. We need one. And we'll go from there. Uh, I like our team. I, I like the way we've been playing. You know, a bounce here, a bounce there, and things are going to go well. That defensive core in particular, Connor, you know, they've had to get it done the last couple of games without Josh. How good have they been in front of you? Yeah, they've been they've been great. Um, they've been blocking shots and playing, paying the price, and, you know, they've been connected. And I think that's what, really what you look for, especially this time of year. Anyone that can go in and out of the lineup and and not miss a beat, that's, that's huge. That, that says a lot of how hard those guys work. When you analyze the goals that have been scored, or I don't know how much analyzing you even do on it, has there been a common theme to them, or you know, has it been uh, pretty much everyone's unique in itself? Well, I've been getting pretty unlucky, I'll say that. Um, some tips, some good tips, some just random tips, um, some bounces off our own guys, some, you know, some screens, some just random bounces off me, so... Uh, I don't think I've gotten a post hit against me yet, so that'd be nice to get. Um, kind of looking at the other end, I, I believe we've hit about, I don't know, eight to ten posts. So uh, you got to imagine this is going to switch, and when it does, things are going to go really well for me. That is the Jets goalie Connor Hellebuck, eight ninety five save percentage, three point twenty one goals against average in these playoffs. Uh, had I told you that in advance of the series, you would have said something to the effect of shut up that's not possible it's <laughs> it's not been amazing and and hellebuck we've been asking for him to steal one in this series and we certainly hope that'll be game number five we will continue with more of your texts 204-780-6868 they are pouring in we're going to get to as many as we can next it's jets at noon on 680 cjlb jets at noon on 680 cjlb Rolled around on the far side, kept in by Stevenson on the fill. To the near side for Theodore, moving right in, shoots, scores! Shea Theodore with a wrist shot, and he beats Connor Hellebach. It's two quick goals for Vegas, and they lead it by two at 3-1. to one. And the Jets would not be able to overcome that 4-2, the final score. As the Jets trail three games to one in the series. Jason, we all know the series is over. We have players who talk right to the media but don't play right because they don't really want to be here. 55 and 80, for example. I'm not used to the Pierre-Luc Dubois slander, but we're getting to the point where, yeah, four penalties in two games, and I I get it. He's He can do everything. First and, of all, when, when we get to this point of the season, there's not one player that doesn't want to be here and win. Like, they're not thinking about, all. Oh, I'm just going to go through the playoffs and wait for the offseason. Nobody's thinking that way. If you're here, you might as well win. That's how they're – so I don't I don't buy that. But, look, I the inconsistency, like, it gets back to how we started the show, that I, injuries are affecting this team. There's no doubt about it in my mind. But injured or not, like, it's it's the inconsistency of the, the team. I mean, does Vegas look inconsistent? They didn't look good in the first game, and they've well, looked pretty consistent in the next three. Inconsistent to me is a function of quality. If okay. you're a very, if you're a quality team, and again, football is my game. 2021, the Bombers had by far the best roster. So even when they played bad, they still won games. Last year, they played poorly, they still won games. They go 15 and three. 
because their roster is that much better. If your roster isn't as good as uh, Vegas's roster, if you play bad, you're going to lose. You're not going to squeak out those ones. You 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 may during the regular season, but this is the playoffs, and it's a little different. And you're playing teams against whom you were sub 500 for the course of the season, right? Don't you don't get if... the you don't get the Detroit's on your schedule or or the Arizonas to play around with the puck a little bit and and pull out a two one win, right? You have to get it. And these are better teams who have more margin for error. Well, I will say this. Um, I'm surprised Vegas finished first in the West. I've said that and all that, but they play consistent. Like they're deeper. They're not, it's not elite. consistent. I'll still argue they're not as skilled, Yeah, but they are deeper. Like their four lines are pretty consistent of four lines that do what they do well. But you like the top end talent of the Jets much more. Well, I just, I mean, if you, if you work as hard as the Vegas Golden Knights and you have more skill and you're playing Lauren Brassois, you should score more goals. And again, I feel, I feel like I'm bashing Brassois, but he's looked shaky in three or four. You put pucks on him. A lot of the times he doesn't know where the rebound's going or where it is, but yet that happens three times a game where he's searching for the rebound or didn't see the shot. If it happened 12 times a game, I think you would score more. From the text line, I just tuned in. Have you already talked about Connor missing in action? Every game... Kyle Connor will will do something, you know, and he's incredibly skilled with the puck, right? And he dances into the offensive zone and makes something happen. And I go, oh, okay, well, Kyle Connor's here. And then I, I don't realize that for the last 35 minutes, I haven't seen him. You go, yeah, well, Kyle Connor's another one that, you know, okay, yeah, this is on, this is on a lot of dudes. Yeah. Let's say that this may not be, I was going to say Neil Pionk leads them in scoring. Neil Pionk did have a minus four game in, in game three, I believe it was. Yes. Um, Neil well, Pionk leads him. Adam Lowry is rapidly becoming my favorite uh, Jet ever. Well, again, like let's look at but, the end of this series. Say it goes six. Win or lose. Would be great. I, whatever. Yeah, six or seven, whatever, win or lose. When you look at this, who's been the most consistent? Who, who has in a six-game series, who has shown up for all six games? And I'm not talking about elite, but I'm just talking Adam about Lowry's the first one I think of. Adam Lowry. Which is not a great sign, but it's great for Adam Lowry because he's he's killing guys in the corner and he's he's getting points that when you get points from the third and fourth line, I feel very blessed as a as a Jets fan because they yeah, should come I, from the first the top six. So yeah, no Adam Lowry to me is it would be number one in my mind. What w- you would say the same or yeah, I would. I mean, I'm watching other series like Toronto goes down four one. The whole world's talking about it. Two games in a row, they're down by three goals. They come back and win both in overtime. Austin Matthews two in the third. Who's their best players? Yeah, Austin Matthews. This is the Mitch time Marner, of the year the where the you, there's no room for error. Your best players have to consistently, consistently be your best players. John, this is the team that Shevel Dayoff has drafted, developed, traded for, and re-signed. Too small and too inconsistent. Too small. I'd have to. They're not I'd, too small. I'd have to look at. I'd have to look at that. But Dubois is not small. Ehlers and Wheeler is, is small. not small. Shifley is not small. And he's not even in the series. Lowry is not small. They uh, say that about the defense too. But I mean, last night Logan Stanley, Brendan Dillon, Nate Schmidt, and well and Josh Morrissey, but they're all six one. And they're throwing the body like they're killing dudes into the boards. Dylan so, DeMello's six two or three. They they Brent, Sandberg's a big kid too. Sandberg's I, big. Apologies for kid, but he's twenty four. Whatever it yeah. is, like they're so, they're big dudes. So I yeah. Mean, again, like I just it's about consistency. And again, they can go down to Vegas, and if they get like they did in game one, uh, and play that game, play that style, 
and and hold the team to 20 shots, yeah, they can bring this back. Bring but me a one to wrap out. this all around to what I'm saying, I get it, fans. I get your consternation with this core. I am with you that this is the year that after six or seven together, you have to get over the hump. And the only way you're going to erase all of that is if you win this series. I'm not saying they're going to win it. I'm saying, but win a game on Thursday, come back Saturday. It, that's the only way you're going to get over this. This core is what it is. Thursday at 9, pregame show at 6.30. Plenty more from us on Jets at noon tomorrow. The Jim Toth Show next on 680 CJLB.